My name is Yen, and this is Asia Town Voice. So, what is Asia Town Voice? Asia Town Voice is an hour-long program on WJCU's 88.7 FM radio. We're on every Sunday at 7 p.m. till 8 p.m. This hour-long program provides an inside look into the Asian Pacific Americans community on their culture, education, and events happening in Northeast Ohio. Asia Town Voice will help you understand the different ethnic groups in Cleveland while promoting diversity and unity to our listeners. Asia Town Voice is a nonprofit radio hour hosted by WJCU's 88.7 FM. We are all volunteers, and we hope that the listeners will enjoy our program and give support to WJCU, so we can continue providing many voices with many choices to you. And that was a long intro, and、uh, I would like to also introduce our two guests today. Once again, we have Rachel Ng and Jennifer Liu. Hi. So,、uh, ladies, thank you for coming in today. Will you tell us a little bit about yourselves? Sure.、Um, my name is Rachel Ng.、Mm-hmm. I'm co-president motivations with Jennifer.、Uh, what would you like to know? <laughs> well, we had so much fun last time.、Um, mm-hmm. I guess just、uh, one of our first topics today is interracial dating and marriage.、Mm-hmm. And、um, I guess we're going to pry into your personal life a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> And、um, I guess, are you seeing anybody right now? I am. <laughs> All right. And Jennifer, are you? I am. I was recently engaged, actually. Yay! Yay! I know. I'm friends with her on Facebook. So. <laughs> <laughs> And also with us here is Mark. And、uh, Mark, will you tell us a little bit about the radiothon that's been going on? Sure.、Um- It's a pleasure to be here with all of you tonight. <laughs> This is great. You know, the full studio,、mm-hmm. very nice.、Uh, yeah, the purpose of Radiothon is once a year,、um, WJCU goes out to our listeners to ask for support、uh, in operating and improving the radio station. So, and a lot of people ask, well, you know. WJCU isn't that owned by John Carroll University, that、mm-hmm. that ritzy university? Don't they have lots of money? Well,、yes. you know, I I can't speak for the university's finances because、um, uh, I am I am but a humble radio station manager and a uh, uh, administrative faculty member in the Department of Communications here. But I can tell you this:、mm-hmm. our operating budget here is actually smaller now than it was ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I came here eight years ago,、um, there were two computers in the entire radio station.、Mm-hmm. The equipment was all about eleven years old. The studio we're in right now was a rather dreary and <laughs> not very functional affair. We would not have been able to actually have all of us sitting here like this, for example.、Um, we had a、uh, transmission facility which was essentially falling apart.、Mm-hmm. And we've made all those improvements. We've put about、mm, close to a quarter million dollars in capital improvements into the radio station over the last eight years. Wow! And we're slowly transforming it into a a, a really effective facility.、Um, it's a resource for、uh, both the students here at John Carroll, but、mm-hmm. also for a lot of members of the community,、right. like Asia Town Voice. Thank you. Like Armenian Radio that was、mm-hmm. in earlier, and then. We have a you know a whole host of、uh, community broadcasters that come in and 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 use the facility at at no charge, and、um, so it's just a it's a way of the community giving to the community, the community giving back、mm-hmm. in a way、uh, so that we don't have to go to the university and say oh you know those、uh, those tuition dollars that were earmarked for、mm-hmm. for new classes in、uh, mm-hmm. I don't know English lit or anything oh spend them on the radio station <laughs> you know that's a hard sell and, right、uh, especially right. in very tough、uh, economic times so that's what Radiothon's about so if if you would like to call and pl-、uh, pledge your support、uh, we would be happy to hear from you you can pledge online、mm-hmm. um, actually if you just go to wjcuorg dot org our website you can pledge online there.、Um, We have premiums, so there's a little inducement. You know,、mm-hmm. if you donate ten、uh, dollars, you get a nice <laughs> little postcard with pictures of a bunch of the WJCU staff. If you donate twenty, you get this spiffy. We don't have one here. <laughs> it's a, it's a,、um, 
it's a laser engraved uh, keychain with a fob, and it is also a bottle opener. Oh, interesting. Oh, yes. Functional. Perfect <laughs> for functional. college. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we have T-shirts at the $50 level. We saw those out in the lobby. And then at the, at the $80 level, uh-huh. we have the oh-so-chic. Uh-huh. Oh it is very nice. It's shiny. <laughs> it's stainless, stainless steel. Stainless People are probably steel wondering what we're talking about. <laughs> and it has the WJC logo. So that's really about it. But uh, uh, it's really all about uh, offering uh, your support uh, for community radio here in Cleveland. And I know I started talking over Mark, but uh, the last item he mentioned is actually a travel mug uh, for coffee or tea if you're Asian and you drink tea. That's, so. <laughs> and that's what I usually have in mind, actually. Oh, what kind of tea? Uh, green tea. Green tea? Special gum powder. Oh, that's <laughs> good. <laughs> I'm addicted to special yeah. gum powder. Yeah. I, um, Very I, powerful. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of... Uh, do you put anything in or do you drink it straight? Oh, no, I just drink it straight. Just yeah. good. Yeah, that's the right way. I know my husband oh, yeah. puts a lot of honey in his tea. I don't really care for putting anything in there. That's because we're sweet already. Yes, Aww. yes, exactly. <laughs> Jennifer's right. So <laughs> I prefer Dragon Well and whatnot. But um, speaking of being sweet and engagements, let's talk a little bit about interracial dating. Um, I married an American, and my parents, you know, I uh, actually I'm going to diverge off topic a little bit. I remember seeing a meme on Facebook a little while ago, and it was uh, an Asian mother. It was unspecified which ethnicity of Asian. And she was talking to her daughter, and uh, in high school, it was mother and father standing next to each other. It was like, no dating, do more homework. And that was the entire high school career. Right. And then once they got into college, it's like, you may date, but only if they're Asian. <laughs> or no, 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 it was like, you must find a nice Taiwanese boy. And then after college, it's like, it doesn't matter who, uh, as long as he has a job and he's Asian. And then finally, it was like, any race, as long as he's not a murderer. And then finally, in the last slide, it's like, uh, does he have a pulse? As long as he has a pulse, it's okay. So, <laughs> that sounds like the, the actual timeline. Yeah, it actually is. I mean, in high school, I wasn't even allowed to talk to boys. It was, I mean, obviously it did when I had to work with projects in school. But my parents were like, oh, really? What did they say? I mean, you're working on a project with a boy? I'm like, well, it's not. You know, coming from an older, because my parents were older when they had me, so they're really old school. Right. So mm-hmm. they have this whole concept of it's very inappropriate to really associate with somebody outside of your gender because you never know what they're thinking. And mm-hmm. then with the cultural gap, they, I think they were a little bit more paranoid about, you know, they, they don't really understand where the, um, I guess, the other culture is coming from. Um, and then as I got older and I showed that I could fend for myself and, I'm, I, I get pretty pig-headed sometimes and stubborn, so they just kind of gave up on me. But they really like my husband, so that's a good thing. That is good. That's, see, it sounds very similar to me when I was little, too, because I yeah. think um, when I was five, or mm-hmm. maybe even younger, like four, mm-hmm. my parents, I would go to hang out with my neighbors, and my neighbors were boys. Uh-huh. And my brother's only one year... 10 months older than me uh-huh. so we would both go and hang out with my neighbors and my parents were like no you can't hang out with them they're Aww. boys you know <laughs> yeah. and I'm, I'm four I'm like we're all just playing duck hunt you know right like, right <laughs> what is the big deal so yeah it happened very similar and I couldn't hang out with boys and definitely no dating in high school yeah they, that were, their exact words were you can't date until you're in college <laughs> so then when I went to college I mean it wasn't like a whole lot of pressure put on me but if mm-hmm. I had a boyfriend they weren't against it or anything like that but they wanted to make sure it was serious. Yeah, they, they, they were actually quite lenient when it came with boyfriends, and I think it mm. was just mm. because you know how Asian parents are; they're just more focused about the grandbabies. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they're like they don't care about the process to get to grandbabies. <laughs> just get there. <laughs> yeah, you know, as long as you are married and you and you give them grandkids. Yep. Um. So, Rachel, what about you? Um. I never really had the whole, like, stay away from boys. I think it was more my family was really protective. Uh-huh. Um, so I remember, you know, I had a lot a lot of guy friends, I guess, growing up. Um, yeah. Just, just for having an older brother, you know. I, I think, see. Yeah. I think if you have, like, an older brother or older sister or something like that, you're just kind of used to talking to the opposite gender. Huh. Um so I know, like, boys would uh, call my house. And my, Uh-oh. my father would get mad. Oh. <laughs> They'd be like, who is this? Why are Aww. you calling her? <laughs> you know, and then I had my older brother, who's um, about four and a half years older than me, um, who 
whenever a boy would come up to me, he'd mm-hmm. be like, who is that? Oh, why, yeah. <laughs> why are you talking to him? <laughs> so then, you know, you enter college and you're, you know, I, I went away from home for college and, you know, my parents, you know, they, they knew I was seeing people, but yeah. they were like, oh, it's not too serious, you know. But I always had that older brother just looking out for me, kind That's of scaring good. away people. <laughs> <laughs> That's you what know. they're there for. Is yeah. he, like, really big, and does he body yeah, build? Yeah, he, he's pretty big. He's pretty big for a Chinese guy. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, some guys would just get pretty scared. I mean, he's not huge, but I think he's just kind of a very, like, in-your-face if he doesn't oh. like you. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, but he likes my boyfriend, so that's oh, good. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> good. yeah, but I mean, like, I, I think it's just like, yeah, it's kind of like the old traditional thing, you know, like, like our parents wanted us to only be with like Chinese people, but mm-hmm. if you grow up here in the states, it's it's rather hard because you just don't think that way, <laughs> yep. you know, and it's not like we're surrounded by Chinese people all the time, you right? Know, it's, pretty mixed (laughs) yeah i think a little bit about it is that um from my parents and their understanding you know girls have their roles and what they're supposed to do when they grow up and boys have their roles and what they're supposed to do when they grow up and obviously they're not going to be the same thing like my brother when he was younger until you know i took over i'm like no you need to learn how to cook you need to learn how to do the dishes (laughs) right eddie i know he's listening so (laughs) you know before i told him he needed to learn how to do things because one day he'll be married and with the way things are changing you know, his wife would be very mad at him if he didn't help out with the chores. But growing up, it's like my parents never really had to made him, make him learn chores. Like he had to help and, you know, go fetch things. But that was a different story. Whereas me, I had to learn how to sew. You know, my mom, when I was little, she let me actually play with needle and thread when I was three years old. <laughs> Most people are like, really? But apparently she told me I had a lot of dexterity when I was three. So <laughs> That's how she tested that one. <laughs> I, I actually never picked my finger as a baby. I mean, I do it more often oh. now. Wow. Yeah, I know. But it wasn't anything really fancy, obviously. I wasn't making dresses at age Mm -hmm. three. But, you know, just things like that. And I liked watching her while she cooked. So as I got older, she would teach me how to cook. And she's like, oh, it's a good thing because you're a girl and you're supposed to want to do these things. And, you know, sometimes when I want to go out and play kickball or something, she's like, no, you'll get your clothes dirty and you're going to have to wash them. It was just kind of like... It's that girls should not act the same way as boys did. Exactly that. And the funny thing is it actually made me into a tomboy <laughs> for a period, large period of my life. It made me want to go out there, you know, and kind of throw the football a little and wrestle in the mud and things like that. Of course, I didn't really tell my parents, but if they're listening right now, I guess they, <laughs> you know, I, I did a lot of sports at school. You know, so, but um, if any of our listeners have any stories that they'd like to share, we do have a number here for you to call in. And uh, I'll give you a minute as you grab your pen or pencil. And it's a 216 number. And the number is 216-397-4438. Again, 216-397-4438. So if you have any interesting stories about uh, growing up and how your parents felt you should be a girl or boy or if they approve or disapprove of your um, non-Chinese or non-Asian significant other, yeah, we definitely would love to hear that story. Or if any of you, if your parents are either or, you know, actually, maybe you should ask your parents before you call in and tell your parents' story. But I know that there are a lot of my friends out there, they're part one thing and then part something else. And they're like, oh, yeah, it was rough for my parents. That's why they moved to America and things like that. So, But I won't mention any names unless they call it and they can talk about themselves. But um, throughout this entire evening, we're probably going to revisit this topic. Um, so feel free to call in and, uh, yeah, we'll just keep this running. But we're going to do a quick recap. So those of you who, unfortunately, either if you were sick like I was a couple weeks ago or if you were just too busy and you didn't make it down to Asia Town, there was so much going on. Um, it might take us a little while to go through it all. Um, I guess I'll start. Uh, I My... Lunar New Year celebration started on Friday, the 8th of February. I was at Cleveland State, because I'm currently a grad student there, and they had their Chinese New Year celebration. No lion dance, and they asked me to do one dance, and I was there, and they did a lot of the hip-hop and modern nowadays things. They did Gangnam Style, of course, which they repeated (laughs) the day after Asia Plaza, which was so much fun. But, uh, but they did that, and they did a lot of the popular hip songs like Sorry and then G, which is Korean. You know, this, the whole Korean thing is totally awesome. They're like the new, I don't know, I, 
I guess the new Bollywood, because Bollywood was Hollywood. I don't know, but they're like the huge <laughs> entertainment, the new Hong Kong entertainment, I guess, in Asia. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's the vibe I get. Of course, don't quote me because it's not. I didn't do any research, so I need a fact checker. Anybody who wants to be my fact checker, please call in 216-397-4438. I know I'm going to talk myself in a corner one of these days. <laughs> but then the day after, at Asia Plaza... They did um, the lion dance as well, and they had an entire celebration from like 10 till 5 p.m. And the lion dancers actually went around the entire Asia Plaza and did dances in every store. And of course, every store, they hung out the lettuce bulbs outside of the door with the red envelopes. And the whole thing is, um, um, actually, George Kwan explained this very well. The dragon is a heaven-bound entity, and the lion is an earthbound entity, but the lion is made to look like the dragon because they both scare away evil spirits for the oncoming new year. And you're actually supposed to feed the money into the lion's mouth because the lion would spread it all around. And that's what they do at the end is they'll eat the heads of lettuce and it's green representing money and they'll spit it back to the audience. And um, they also have oranges that they throw at the audience. Or, I mean, I'm sorry, the lion spits back at the audience. Because the oranges actually represent love and luckiness and love. So if you catch one, you're extra lucky. Um, so yeah, they went around all the stores. It took a very long time. And there were a lot of people just following them around. It was quite cool to watch. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, after that, there were a lot of wonderful performances. They had uh, many martial arts groups come in. And there are many dance groups. Um, I know my Chinese school did uh, a few dances as well. Um, we have quite a few new dances this year. One of them, <laughs> I was uh, trying to avoid an iffy topic, but one of the dances I did was actually to a Mongolian drinking song. It's called Moon River Spring, and maybe we'll play it a little bit later. And uh, the girls dance around, and they balance a bowl on their head. Because, um, oh, wow. yeah, because one of the, the Mongolian um, lures is that if you can balance a bowl on your head and walk around with a bowl of wine and not mm-hmm. spill it, then you have achieved... Your, your poise that you're supposed to as, as a very eloquent, or I'm sorry, elegant lady or oh, woman. Wow. I'm going to try that. Try yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't waste wine, so yeah. mine is perfect. Yeah. Probably some water. Yeah. <laughs> and actually during training for this dance, I actually threatened my girls. I'm like, you know, I, well, I didn't threaten, but, you know, I told them I was going to put water in their bowls, and if mm-hmm. they drop it, they're in trouble because, well, they'll get wet. So, so but have I, you tried it? No, I end up putting oh. fish rocks in the bowls. Because <laughs> actually, heavier bowls are easier to balance than the oh, lighter really? ones. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess another portion of the folklore is that if you visit, there are a lot of little minority groups in China, and a lot of these little villages have their own traditions. And even in Mongolia, one of them is if you visit a village, not all of them, but I think most of them. Again, I need a fact checker. But for most of them, if you visit, they welcome you into the village with a bowl of wine. It's the first thing you do. you got to really? drink a bowl of wine. Yes. So in celebration <laughs> for the Chinese New Year, I did the Mongolian drinking song. And at the end of the dance, the girls are spinning around, and they all fall and relax to the ground. Oh. And, you know, I, I told them that they were drinking apple juice, and they were on a sugar high, and they partied too hard, and they fell over. But, of course, <laughs> when I submitted this dance to the... Um, the, the school board and of course we did the dress rehearsal and they saw it they're like oh it's a drinking dance so they actually called the performance drunken feast oh and i was trying to <laughs> actually avoid that but yeah. you know i guess if the parents are okay with it and there are no complaints we'll just call it drunken feast so <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting yeah that's um that's a little fact that i can speak for about the dance and the choreography itself <laughs> but um but onto other events as well um Asian Town Center had a two-day event, Lunar Chinese, Lunar New Year. I'm so used to calling it Chinese New Year because I'm Chinese. But it's a lunar celebration. And um, they actually did a talent show where people tried out. And they would have the finalists perform. And people would vote to see who would come in first, second, and third. And the first place winner is actually a beatboxer. I believe uh, he was Filipino, right? Yeah, that's yes. what we're told. Okay, and that's what, you know, and um, he was, I, I wasn't there on Sunday when they had all the finalists come up. I was somewhere else, which I will talk about later, but <laughs> but they had a beatboxer, and I, he was actually at the Cleveland Asian Festival last year with some of his friends, and I believe he's a Shaker High School student. If you're listening to this uh, first place winner, um, please call in and correct me if I'm wrong, <laughs> but... Um, but yeah, he won first place, and it was wonderful. He's actually very good at beatboxing. And second place winner was Raymond Bondad, and he played a song, I'll Be Your Crying Shoulder by the Goo Goo Dolls. Oh, I love the Goo Goo Dolls. It's a very good song. And I believe he had a guitar accompaniment. 
And yay, congrats to first and second place. And third place, I believe, um, his name is Joseph Figuero. Figuero? I can't pronounce it. But congratulations to the first, second, and third place winners of the Asian Town Center Talent Show. Um, they're hoping to do this every year. And I was actually supposed to be a judge this year for the pre-finals, but I, I grew very ill. So unfortunately, Aww. I did not make it. Um, but of course, I'm making that up by announcing the three top winners here on the radio tonight. So, <laughs> And uh, also on the 10th last Sunday, the Cleveland Contemporary Chinese Culture Association had their annual um, Chinese New Year celebration. They had about three hours of performances and sorry, no lion dance. I know a lot of people come expecting the lion dance, but um, but the school has has a lot of students. I th- think approximately 40 or some classes oh, wow. yeah and they have to give the classes the first opportunity to mm-hmm. uh, perform and of course they they have to try to squeeze under two and a half hours but showing up being three hours long and um yesterday in columbus was china day i know most of you probably don't go to columbus especially in the winter time because of the driving but i was there <laughs> i didn't really have a choice uh, to be there um we were also meeting some friends from cincinnati and Columbus China Day had performances all day long, and they were fantastic. One of the best groups there was the Ohio State University uh, Chinese Dance Group. They did a dance, I think it was a um, dream memory or dream or mists of memories or something like that. And they also did a um, uh, an opera dance last year, too, where they had the pheasant feathers on their head. And you can find this all on YouTube. I mean, these are students that dance over there, and they're very good. I think they're by far one of the best groups. Um, but besides all that, we can talk about some upcoming events as well. And uh, if anybody has any upcoming events that are nonprofit based and uh, deal with the Asian community, please feel free to give us a call at 216 397 4438. So, coming up next Saturday, um, we have Chung Fu Chang, who is performing with Verb Ballets, and he'll be performing at the Breen uh, Performance Center, which is the performance uh, auditorium at St. Ignatius High School. I read somewhere that they spent, I think it was $1.1 million. I read somewhere about the uh, Breen Auditorium, and apparently it's very fascinating. Oh, really? Yeah, it's... Uh, it's pretty cool. I'm excited about the auditorium. Of course, I'm very excited about the dancing as well. What exactly is for ballet? Ver Ballet, um, I think in the past they used to travel around, but now they uh, their studio is behind a church off of Warrensville Road in Shaker Heights. I'm pretty sure it's Shaker Heights. I was there, actually. I took um, Chung Fu Chang's master class. Oh, really? It was pretty awesome. <laughs> wow. But uh, unfortunately, I was a little bit on... I, I, I had a lot on my mind, and towards the end, when we had to do movements across the floor, it was a little bit too fast for me, and I couldn't keep up, and I just kind of stumbled through it. I was like, oh, this is embarrassing. <laughs> well, hopefully, um, people are understanding. Um, I really enjoyed it. It's just... Hmm. it. it I mean, for most classes that you take now, because, I mean, I still take classes at local studios. I'm at Cleveland State taking classes now. But most classes, it's all about, you know, the technicality, about building the muscle, and it's all about where your arms should go. It's not about really exploring the dance move itself, which is what a lot of um, classical Chinese dance is about. It's about the different elements. It's not just your physicality and your technique. It's about the feeling and the story that you tell behind it, as well as emotion to get you from one position to the next position and he did this thing in his class um where you had to behave like the wind like the hidden inertia like the hidden movements in wind and i just let loose and i had fun so (laughs) so it was really awesome yeah Yeah. (laughs) but but yeah i mean he's performing it's definitely worth it um i actually looked him up on youtube too Hmm. he's um performing at eight o'clock and uh um, you can order tickets. I unfortunately do not have the uh, the number with me, but if you go to Verb Ballet, and that's B A L L E T with an S at the end dot org slash tickets dot html, you can order tickets there. So it's um it's totally awesome, totally worth it. I'm looking forward to it. And also, um, in conjunction with the Saint Clair Superior Development Organization, which oversees Asia Town. Uh, they all they see the development of Asia Town. They also uh, develop the Slo- Slovenian village as well. Next Saturday, I think from one to six p.m. Uh, I'm going to try pronouncing this. I think it's pronounced Carentovanje. Yeah. That's probably better than I can do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me spell it: K U R E N T O V A N J E, and it's a Slo- Slovenian sure. celebration of spring. Oh, 
Ah. Yeah. <laughs> Where is that? Uh, it is actually going to be at 6409 St. Clair Avenue um, from 1 to 6 p.m. And the, they're going to have a parade, too. I don't know exactly what time the parade begins, but the event is on Facebook. You can probably find it on Facebook. But the parade will begin at 6019 Lausch Avenue. Lausch is L-A-U-S-C-H-E. And Lausch? Lausch. Is, it, is that how it's pronounced? Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kind of, you know, throwing it out there. <laughs> Former governor and mayor. Oh, really? Uh, of Cleveland? Yeah. Oh. Huh. There's a fireboat named after Is there really? Oh, I feel really embarrassed now. I didn't know that. <laughs> I've been in Cleveland since I was like three years old. So <laughs> I was born here and I didn't know that. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it's um, it's a celebration of spring, so much like the Lunar New Year. And uh, on March 16th, uh, the Federation of Indian Communities Association, FICA, is having a holy festival, H-O-L-I. And that's, um, I'm looking forward to it. I will definitely go. It has not yet been set. The location has not yet been set. And pretty much if you go, people will throw paint at you and it's so much fun. <laughs> Wait, they throw paint at you? Yes. So do you not wear nothing? Don't wear anything nice? I, yeah. Yes. Yeah, don't wear anything nice. <laughs> I think you're supposed to wear white. I think you're oh. supposed to want to be stained. I guess it's like a group tie-dye. That's, oh, I'm, I'm trying to make I mean, I, there's definitely a more spiritual meaning <laughs> behind course, it I'm just, I just want to go for the fun so. <laughs> and also the West Side Market um, the cash mob is uh, March 2nd so everybody bring 20 bucks and buy something at West Side Market and uh, two more events coming wait up wait a minute explain the cash mob oh cash mob oh um, you know it's the first time I heard about it I just uh, I was on Facebook and I said I was going to go and it is going to be the second, I think that's a Saturday of March. And uh, as we all know, Westside Market unfortunately caught on fire. And to help them rebuild and to help the vendors make up for lost time by not having a venue, um, people are encouraged to bring 20 bucks cash and to just purchase something and not leave until you spend that 20 bucks. So, Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I think it's a really good way to help re- rebuild and just... Uh, Pull I love people there. Market. I know. It's such a part of Cleveland. I remember being little, holding my mom's hand and my dad's coat and just kind of walking through, like, I'm going to get trampled because I was his little vision. I just and remember, it, like, uh, this one, like, sausage sandwich uh-huh. there. My parents really? used to always get it for us when we would go, and that's mm. the only thing I'll eat from there pretty much. I mean, <laughs> everybody talks about the gyros and the yeah. meats and all that, and I just, I, if I'm going to eat there, that's the only thing I eat is that mm-hmm. sausage sandwich now. Mine was a poppy seed roll. I, I always imagine the poppy seeds were like chocolate, so. Yeah. But, I mean, the roll was really good, too, itself. So I think, mm. you know, if you have a signature thing you always look for when you go to West Side Market, feel free to give us a call and share it. Again, that number, 216-397-4438. And just really quick, uh, March 17th, St. Patrick's Day Parade, Cleveland Asian Festival will be marching there. I, myself, will be very wearing a long, green, flowing fairy costume. So if you guys... Oh, so you're a fairy. I will be a fairy this year. <laughs> with a... <laughs> uh, an Asian fairy <laughs> with long sleeves. Do you, do you have a wand? I do not have a wand. Oh. I bought wings, and I don't know if I'm going to wear them or not, because they're mm. kitty wings. Um, yeah, I probably wear. won't. I'll feel ridiculous. That's all right. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> if anybody wants to wear the multitude of dance costumes I have, or if you have anything traditional wear that's non-Chinese... I mean, you could if you want to wear Chinese items, but we mm-hmm. we have a lot of Chinese volunteers already marching in traditional Chinese clothes, so we're trying to get the other Asian communities to be involved as well. Um, feel free. Just, uh, yeah. Well, uh, what kind of costumes do you have? Um, that plays a big role, because I'm not oh, wearing a like, Humpty Dumpty suit. <laughs> no, no. Well, we do have the panda suit. Oh, yes. We do have the panda suit. So uh, we are going to have the Cleveland Asian Festival panda there as well. And just a quick huh. reminder, the Cleveland Asian Festival is May 18th and 19th. And with that, we're going to go to a quick break, and we'll be back, and we'll have more to talk about. Commercial-free! 88.7! On Friday, March 15th, welcome the advent of spring at Cleveland Metro Park's 56th annual Return of the Buzzards. Join Metro Park's newly anointed official buzzard spotter, Sharon Hosko, to welcome these remarkable birds back at Buzzard's Roost starting at 7 a.m. Spotters should come armed with binoculars, cameras, and, most importantly, a sense of humor. 
Buzzard Roost is located at the corner of State Road and West Drive in Hinkley Reservation. More info at clevelandmetroparks.com. Hi, I'm Shane Victorino, professional baseball player. Did you know that I have ADHD? Earlier in my career, I sometimes felt I couldn't focus. So I went to see my doctor. It was my ADHD. And like many kids with ADHD, I did not outgrow it. If you were diagnosed with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder as a kid, you might still have it. Take the quiz at ownyouradhd.com to recognize symptoms like inattention, impulsivity, and hyperactivity. Then talk to your doctor. It's your ADHD. Own it. All right, and we are back. For those of you joining us just now, this is Asia Town Voice. Earlier on the show, we talked a little bit about interracial dating and marriage. Um, and I believe we had a caller. If anybody else would like to... Uh, is she standing by? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> if anybody would like to call back in, um, the phone number again, 216-397-4438. And of course, feel free to interrupt me if you guys, just, if somebody, yeah, we'll just definitely jump to that topic because it is a very interesting one. Um, but next we have another topic and it's uh, what not to say when talking to Asians. And Jennifer, I think I'll hand this off to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was like an article and I just thought it was really interesting um, about... It's, it's basically just a bunch of stereotypes. And oh. I thought that some of the comments they made in there were pretty funny. Because um, one of them was, you're not at all like my Asian wife. You speak up. And <laughs> wow. I And it hurts, but at the same time, I feel like that's something I say all the time. <laughs> I'm very outgoing compared to a lot of, you know, other Asians. And yeah. it's it's pretty, I don't know. I just feel like that's something I tell people all the time is that I'm very, very mm. outgoing and... And I guess I shouldn't be saying that because that's one of the things on here. That, <laughs> that you're that not says, supposed to yeah, say. Yeah, it said that seven things never to say to Asian American executives. Oh. And another one is you must be the IT person. Oh. I don't yeah. think I ever really associated Asians with computers that closely. I mean, yeah, my I brother's in computer engineering, but mm -hmm. I feel like most of them are associated with math. Yeah. So, like, accounting I think, and... I think maybe people just think, like, you have to be pretty smart to work a computer. <laughs> I, I like that stereotype, so, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's not bad. Which I can tell you the first two are already proven wrong because, well, I obviously wear the pants in my marriage. <laughs> and I'm not the IT person. My husband actually is. So, I mean, he's a programmer. So, those two are proven wrong. So, what do we right. have for number three? You aren't like them or you don't act very Asian. So I could see not saying that. That that's you shouldn't say that's that like to someone out of left field. I don't know what yeah, to say about you that. Don't <laughs> say that to an executive person. You no, know, definitely cause not. Because most people that are Asian, I mean, I I def I probably don't act like a lot of Asians, but mm -hmm. I don't think that. Well, I'm very easygoing too, so people can joke around with me all the time. But if I wasn't an easygoing person, I probably would take that offensively because I am yeah. proud to be Asian. So yeah. by telling me that you don't seem Asian would. I could see how that could be offensive. Like, no, I am Asian. I do act Asian. <laughs> yeah. So another one is Asian Americans are not risk takers. That's... Uh, I think it's the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> I, so. I agree. Yeah. I mean, obviously I mean, they took a risk coming over here. You're so far away from your family. I mean, how many people do you know that travels to an entirely new continent and set up a life there? So and with no money and yeah. nothing. I mean, Talk probably... Talk about taking risks. Yeah, probably <laughs> didn't even have a backpack. Yeah. Settling in and trusting people to sponsor mm -hmm. them and get them set up. And I yeah. feel like Asians and Asian Americans are like the most competitive <laughs> when it comes to you know like career stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't like know about like, you guys, but words with friends, yeah. I don't, I refuse to lose. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, so definitely competitive. Okay, we'll yeah. play sometime. <laughs> but you know, you know, like in classes and jobs, like. It's always how do I get out of so and so, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. It's always like the Asian people are like yeah. trying to outcompete other people. So yeah. I think I think but the risk takers maybe the fine risk. Yeah. <laughs> how about skydiving? Okay. I've done I, I would never do that. <laughs> would you guys do it? I have actually done it already. You've done it. See now yes. that's something that I and think I want to do, and the reason why I say I think I do is because it sounds exciting, but I'm terrified of heights, so you'd have to push me out the plane. They then do. I probably wouldn't talk to you ever again <laughs> once you did that. Well, actually, if you're a beginner, it's your first two times it's required, I think, by law, or at least 
most places will require that if it's your first or second time that you have to do it tandem with a professional. And yes, they push you. You're strapped to them and they push you out of the plane. Like, oh, put your leg there, put your leg there. And then suddenly you're just out there. You're out the plane. You're like, wee. And, you know, it's not even, you don't even get the fear of heights because everything just, it doesn't look like the ground coming at you. It looks like just like a painting of like different colors of green squares, you know? So it's just not really. It's just all a blur. Yeah, it's kind of a blur. Wait, so how many times have you gone? Just once. Okay. Yes, just once. (laughs) Okay, so would you go again? I would go again. Um, But unfortunately. Uh, I would have to take the training class and feel confident okay. about it. No, 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 not by myself, not immediately, no. <laughs> but, but yeah, I've also went bungee jumping, you know, that's scary, so... Oh, yeah, because you do have to jump by yourself. Yeah, and it's funny because they, they hold on to your arms, like, step forward so only your heels are on the board, your toes are over the edge. I'm like, mm-hmm. uh... It's like, don't worry, I gotcha, I gotcha. And the guy's, like, leaning back, <laughs> and I'm like, uh... And he's like, I'm gonna count to three, okay? And he's like, one, two, and suddenly I'm falling. I'm like, ah! It was awesome. Oh, my God. It was only, like, I think 28 stories or 18 stories. I can't remember. Only? Only. I can't even, like, fall back when they say, trust me, I'll catch you. I can't even do that. We're falling back test. I can't do that. You know, it took everything. I'm like, you know what? And the funny thing is, I probably would have chickened out, but... I was I was in China when I did this, and the elevator to the tower was broken, so I had to go up. Okay, so oh, it was 18, scary. not 28. Yeah. So I had to go up 18 <laughs> flights of stairs. And by the time I got to the top, I'm like, this better be worth it. So oh. after going up the stairs, there was no way I was going to, you know, walk oh, back yeah, down. Yeah, so, so yeah, that was kind of an <laughs> incentive. Okay. Um, well, I'm not that risky, so... Oh, and uh, I, uh, sorry, I kind of blanked out trying to figure out what to talk next. Um, so while we figure out some new stuff, uh, I'm going to give Mark some time here. Yes, speaking of taking risks, <laughs> uh, there is no risk, actually, to uh, <clears throat> to call in and pledge to uh, Radiothon 2013 at WJCU. Um, once again, it is Radiothon for another, uh, oh, uh, about... Uh, well, till midnight, whatever that is, it's about uh, uh, several hours left, mm-hmm. um, and then that's going to be it for this year. And um, this is your chance to uh, to call in, or you, c- you can call two one six three nine seven four four three eight to pledge a radiothon. You can also pledge online at wjcu.org at our website, which is also where you want to go to stream. Um, this show, uh, if you are having trouble listening to it on the radio for some reason, you can listen anywhere in the world. And uh, by the way, people ask, well, what are you going to do with the money this year? What are you going to do with the money this year? And one of the cool things that we're going to do is we are uh, right now working on uh, both a Droid and a iPhone app mm-hmm. for WJCU. And oh, those nice. are going to be made available for free. To, oh, uh, wow. To all our listeners and fans yeah. that are out there. So uh, it's another good reason. That's and, and the money from Radiothon is going to that app development. Oh, so, good. People tell can us listen to us anywhere they are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah tell us when it's ready. Oh, we will. Absolutely. I will talk about it nonstop for an hour when it's ready and out. So, <laughs> no, I probably won't. Um, so did we get any other callers about uh, one, <laughs> we did have one other caller, but I, I'm not really sure that they were trying to reach us. I'm not, oh. <laughs> I think they were trying to reach a, a long-lost relative somewhere. Oh. But, hey. uh, Maybe they thought it was one of us. <laughs> oh, uh-oh. <laughs> Are we going to hear the Mongolian drinking song? Oh, you want to hear the Mongolian drinking song? I would love to hear song? the Mongolian yeah, drinking song. Yeah, sure. Okay. All right. Wait, give me my bowl of wine. Oh! <laughs> You know, this really isn't water in my bottle. No, I'm joking. It it really is water. I don't have any alcohol on campus, so.
that was the Mongolian drinking song, um, properly known as the song Moon River Spring. Yes, it's available on iTunes. Um, funny story about this. Uh, our friend Alex uh, was actually the DJ at uh, Asian Town Center, and we had to mail the, email the music to him, and apparently he was jamming to this last night or early <laughs> oh, this morning really? or something. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I know we got off topic a little bit. Um, do we want to go back to the um, what not to say when talking to Asians? Oh, sure. <laughs> so, okay, so another one on here was, uh, where are you from? No, where are you really from? <laughs> so, um, What do you normally say? You know, I always say, people get confused because, um, well, I, I'm, I'm Chinese. So mm-hmm. I, I just answer off Chinese because I know that that's the question they're really trying to seek. I mean, I was born and raised here in Cleveland, but I know that they're asking me if I'm Chinese. And what really confuses people is... My, my last name is Lou, mm-hmm. and it's actually Vietnamese. Yes. Oh. And so when I tell them, oh, my parents lived in Vietnam, they're like, oh, mm-hmm. so you're Vietnamese. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, I'm Chinese. But my mom actually recently told me, because I guess out of curiosity, I had asked her why we have a Vietnamese last name, because I've never met another Chinese person with mm-hmm. the last name Lou. Mm-hmm. And she said that when they moved uh, to Vietnam, mm-hmm. that the government made them change their last name uh, to a Vietnamese last name. So okay. we they weren't allowed to have, because obviously they didn't have the same alphabet and the same character, so they had to change their last name. So that's yeah. why I have a Vietnamese last name. Interesting. But I am Chinese. But yeah, so then <laughs> I can see how that where are you from can be confusing yeah. question because they, st- <laughs> yeah, they don't know whether to say, yeah. like, where were you born, what's your ethnicity, your nationality. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. I know it's very confusing. So how about you guys? How do you yeah, answer? Yeah, I mean, I always say, so I always take the route where I say, like, oh, I'm from Michigan. Yeah. You know, and then, and then I kind of just wait for the next question where people are like, no. Where are you really where are you from? Really from? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, it's kind of hard because, like, I was born in Michigan, born in the States. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they'll be like, where are your parents f- are from, you know? And so my dad's from Hong Kong. Uh, my mom's from Philippines, actually, mm-hmm. um, but she's Chinese, you know. So then people think like, "Oh, you're half Filipino," and I'm like, "Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm half <Nope>. Filipino Chinese, <laughs> technically, <laughs> you know, but full Chinese, just two different types of Chinese." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, 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 I do the answer the question with a question. I'm like, okay, so you're asking me what city I'm from or where, what country my national or my mm-hmm. heritage is from. But uh, it looks like we have a caller, and um, his name is Alex. I think I know who this is. Hello? Alex? Alex? Yeah, hi. Am I uh, on the air? Yes, you are, Alex. So, um, oh. yeah, keep yeah. PG, Alex. Are you calling us because we mentioned you? <laughs> yeah, Alex is uh, interesting. No, I'm calling humor. because um, I like to make a request. Uh oh. Uh, another Chinese song. <laughs> okay. Uh oh. Which one no, is I'm this? Just I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was about to say, usually you know, we're have, the ones making I have the request to, stand to you. In a specific area in my house to get the reception because it's so bad. Oh, you mean your phone or the radio? The radio. Oh, well, thank you. Are you like bending backwards out of your window? Yes, yes. You should upgrade oh. from that analog, that scroll tuner, to like a digital one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Alex, are you calling about the uh, interracial dating uh, topic? Uh, yeah, I think I'm in a position to uh, to discuss that. Okay. What position is that? Well, like sitting I, on the couch I, position. I, uh, I dated uh, <laughs> other races, and um, actually from uh, the east and the west. Well, why don't you tell us about you first? Because I know, uh, even though we know you, I think a lot of our n- listeners are like, oh, Alex. Um, I wouldn't want to reveal a lot because I'll be going on air on March 1st. <laughs> but, okay. Okay. <laughs> but I do, uh, well, I'm Alex and I'm a Filipino uh, background, 100% Filipino. Came to the U.S. in 89, studied here, Cleveland State University, graduated, found a job, and stayed here for the past um, 20, 22 years. And are you single? Uh, <laughs> I mean, are we gonna? Are we well, promoting yes, you? Are we doing a <laughs> raffle, an auction of a date with Alex tonight? <laughs> yeah, there, there has to you be. Donate a certain uh, amount to Radiothon, somewhere. you get to go on a date with Alex. <laughs> no, no human trafficking. No. Uh, we're gonna get shut down. <laughs> So well, tell us. well, one of the reasons I'm calling is to uh, let you guys know that you guys are doing a good job, and I think it's a good radio show, and I hope oh, that we reach a lot of um, patients. 
Thank you, Alex. Mm. Yeah. So what's your experience from from dating people from east to west, as you say? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, okay. To make it brief, uh, sure. the first time I dated someone who's not Asian was very, very challenging because you, you mm. know, being here for a short time, you still cling to your... Well, basically... You know, in quotes, I'm fresh off the boat, and you you compare the people that you date. That's a different race to kind of match your own values. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, you shouldn't do that. But again, it doesn't sink into you. Mm-hmm. And then you go, oh, why is he or she doing this? Why is she doing that? And then as the years go by, you kind of adjust and accept it as it is, and make it a learning experience. So, are you still with this person? Uh, No, 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 no. Oh. No, that didn't work out. No, it didn't work out. (laughs) No, no. The the values became an issue. (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I had a lot of issues, too. um, But we worked them out, so. And now we have to work them out, because legally we're stuck together. I love you, honey. (laughs) (laughs) If he's listening, I'm sorry. The way I see it is it's always a learning experience. You'll never know a person. You can never say that you know this person 100%. There's always something Mm -hmm. new that you'll discover along the journey of a relationship. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and you'll learn them when when it's too late. (laughs) Well, sometimes, or hopefully, you know. Because, I mean, people change. We're not not like a, you know, pre-work. A recorded radio uh, show where you can go back in time and it's stuck and it's the same. But no, people change, people evolve, and sometimes people just seriously grow apart. Yeah, or it's just sometimes you know you it's compromise. Yeah, you gotta kind yeah. of give and take some. Yeah, it's like it's not worth it to fight about this. So I'll just give it up. And well, we're turning into a different radio uh, show now. We might have a lot of callers coming soon. In. <laughs> well, uh, well, why don't we go back to one of our original topics, um, Jennifer? What is next on the uh, what not to say when talking to Asians? Oh, you speak English good. Do you speak your language too? First of all, it should be you uh, speak English well. <laughs> yeah, you like that? Yeah, I know. Even that, even that person wasn't being offensive. Just trying to. But yeah, I mean, I I get that all the time. Obviously, you speak English very well, mm-hmm. but um, that's probably because I well, I did learn Chinese first, so Chinese was oh, my really? first language. Okay, but that kind of deteriorated as my parents were trying to learn English. Yeah. So then they were trying to use us to learn English. Yeah. And they were like, it, it was like we were the guinea pigs. They were like testing yeah, it on us and seeing if we could understand <laughs> them. And then they were, before you knew it, they were always speaking English. Mm-hmm. Um, and they only spoke Chinese to the people that were really good at it. Oh, wow. Okay. So I kind of, I can understand it, but I lost touch in terms mm. of trying to come up with the words myself. Gotcha. So So you weren't forced to go to, like, a Chinese school or anything like that? You know, I did go. Um, I I definitely wasn't forced because Uh I'm pretty sure it was my my own, like, uh, reason why I dropped out. Oh. (laughs) I was little, and they put me in it, and I think I I felt very uncomfortable because at the age that they put me in it, Uh um, everybody, they were all little kids. Uh So I was probably, like, 10 or something and everybody else was like five and they were more advanced than i was and so it was just very discerning to be sitting there and all these little kids are like what is she doing (laughs) (laughs) and why doesn't she understand me when i'm talking to her so um she'd be like hey my english is better than yours (laughs) yeah so then i i think i dropped out by my own accord and my parents they seem to be okay with it and i know that they wanted i'm sure they wanted me to speak more chinese but Mm -hmm. Nowadays, I've actually, in more recent years, have become more interested in speaking more fluently again. And yeah. I've asked them to only talk to me in Chinese. But yeah. they, they just have these habits, you know, yeah. that they only talk to me in English. So, so yeah. unfortunately, that whole don't talk to me in anything but Chinese isn't working out. No, yeah. it doesn't. You know, my parents try to do the opposite. Like, at home, they would try to force me to speak only Chinese. But with school and all these new ideas, you want to convey something, you can only use English. And you know they understand you. So you just it's so automatic that you used to move to English. Yep. And a funny thing, too, um, I'm the oldest in my family, and my brother and sister are eight and a half and ten years younger than me. Oh, so... Wow. 
when we were growing up, I would talk to them in English, and so would my parents. But whenever they would get in trouble, and when they knew they were in trouble, it was when we started speaking Chinese to them. So it's like, hey, you know, in Chinese, we'll be like, where is that fancy bowl? And, you know, they would go running because they know that they broke it. So <laughs> it's one of those things. But yeah, what's next on the list? So the last one on here is. You're not Asian. You're from India. And I've actually heard this. And, you know, What? being that we're co-presidents of Motivations, you know, we openly accept Indians in mm -hmm. our group. Mm -hmm. But we have a very low representation. And we've been trying to figure out ways to increase upon getting more Indians into the group because we even find that some Indian people might view that other people don't consider them Asian. I see. So, therefore, they don't feel like they should join a Asian American non nonprofit um, networking group mm -hmm. because they don't think that the society classes classifies them as such. But gotcha. I definitely uh, think they are. They are. They're Southeast Asian, and so like it, it's hard because yeah, like people will just be like, oh, they're Indian, they're not Asian, but they are. Yeah, same thing with like, Filipino too. Yeah, I think. exactly. And it's like like our group, we don't discriminate at all, like at all. You nope. know, so. Yeah, we just have to curb that thinking. Yeah, But we're going to try. Yeah. I think because the, the names are different. You know, um, the Filipinos, they have more uh, Hispanic-sounding names. And Indians, you know, they're not named like Ling or something like that. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. And I think yeah. that people automatically associate if it ends with E-S-E, an East, you know, like Taiwanese, yeah, Chinese, Vietnamese. Mm -hmm. They automatically associate all of that with, with being Asia, Japanese, yeah. you know, yeah. Gotcha. With hmm. being Asian. But, of course, you have Filipino and Indian. That's yep. That doesn't... Yeah, I see what you mean. Is that all on the list? Yep, that was all on oh. that list. Does anybody have any other things that, uh, that had been said to them if you're Asian and you've been offended or you thought, huh, that's a funny question? And is Alex still on the line? He might have dropped oh, off. He might have dropped off. He's like, hey, they're not talking to me anymore. <laughs> but mm -hmm. thank you for calling. Um, but, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty interesting list of items right there especially if you're talking to your boss i think it would just be common sense not to bring up anything that would make them think huh they see me as a stereotype and not as their boss right. so mm -hmm. that's something in general you'd want to avoid but um we're nearing the end of our hour and i guess we'll hit back again to the uh interracial dating and marriage um is there anything you ladies would like to add Any difficulties? Because I know we talked about how we work through problems. Yeah, so. I mean, like, I guess I'm a little before you guys since I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not engaged or married. Um, but I mean, I think my parents had a hard time at first um, mm -hmm. accepting my brother and me both not dating Chinese people. Oh, okay. Um, just because we. Honestly, both of us just have never dated Chinese people. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um, and so, you know, at first they were always like, why can't you just find a Chinese doctor to, to <laughs> date, you know? And then, yeah, kind of like how your cartoon was. Yeah. It became more like, why can't you just pick one of your brother's friends? Right, <laughs> right. Well, yeah. oh, I've tried that. That's yeah. a failure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't try that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, yeah, I mean... I, I feel like it's just a thing that both parties just has to be okay with, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, you're going to be different. Your families are going to be different, you know? And yeah. I think a, a lot of it is just really working hard to introduce that other person into your family, into mm -hmm. the way that you think, you know? Yeah, um, the same values and right. things. I, the one thing I do like is... Come holiday time, there is no fighting. No, I mean, like, there's never this whose house are we gonna go to? It's all like, because oh, my parents yeah. don't really celebrate Christmas, yeah. we don't really celebrate, uh, we're not big on Thanksgiving or anything like that. So, when it comes time to holidays, I know exactly what I'm doing, <laughs> and I'm going yeah. to his family's house. And then when it's Lunar New Year, he has to come over, you, you know, your place, yeah, you know, and so we never have that discrepancy of what are we gonna mm -hmm. do, or we have so many houses to go to, or mm -hmm. so many yeah. people to visit, and yeah, I think that that part kind of has always worked out. Yeah. I, guess. <laughs> I know with me, I mean. I, I've mostly dated Americans, and even the Asians I did date, they were more westernized in their behavior. And for me, the, one of the reasons why I don't want to, I couldn't kind of stomach dating a more traditional uh, Chinese guy was that 
I didn't want them to really remind me of my parents so much. Like mm. all the strict, you know, male female roles that I grew up with my yes. parents. Like yeah. girls have to do this and boys have to do yeah. that. It's like. I, you know, I ended up being a tomboy. I didn't believe in that. I didn't want to be stuck doing the laundry because I actually read a statistic somewhere that um, in Japanese, modern culture, women end up spending about 30 hours a week doing housework and men only 10. So I didn't want to do that and work a full-time job because, I mean, they Mm -hmm. worked a full-time job too, according to the statistic. And they're just exhausted. That's why they usually only have one child. But I just didn't want to end up in that stereotype. And if I were to date somebody more traditional my parents would probably always side with them. And that was not something I wanted to see happen, you know? Right. It's like, I, when I went to school here, so it was more comfortable just kind of being with somebody who grew up with the, you know, Christmas, you know, you have presents and stockings and things like that. How fun is all that? It is a lot of fun. And, you know, they dress up like Santa and we dress up like pandas for the Asian festival. So, you know, we, we both have our dress ups and our ways of celebrating. Well, I, so. I don't have a panda suit, but if you, you do. I have a panda hat. St. <laughs> Patrick's Day. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, usually, you know, my brother is the panda. But if you want to be the panda this year, I'm sure we could work something out. Right? And um, it looks like we're done with our episode today. So I'm going to turn it over to Mark for any closing statements. Well, it was, uh, I have to say, this is, I had a lot of fun tonight. <laughs> it really uh, was uh, great to be able to come in here and, and, and run the dials <laughs> while, uh, you know, uh, Asia Town Voice went live. And and uh, hopefully, you know, it won't be a full year before you come back and do that again sometime. So that would be, of course, we won't come back and ask you for money at that time. <laughs> it's going to be next year at this time. So when you think about St. Valentine's Day, you can think about Oh, yeah, it's about that time WJCU is going to come back you know, for their Radiothon, just an annual event. So once again, um, just a reminder, if you like what you hear, are hearing here, if you like any of the 36 or 37 other unique shows you hear on WJCU, um, you know, you can step up and, uh, and, and show your support for the radio station by pledging online at WJCU.org. And by the way... Uh, Alex, you can listen online anywhere in the world. So if you yes. got a, if you got a problematic place to listen on the radio, just listen <laughs> to us online. You know, and it's it sounds great. So um, yeah, once again, uh, pledge online at wjcu.org, uh, or you can even now give us a call at two one six three nine seven four four three eight to pledge your support. And uh, I guess that's about it. So I'm going to let you all close out. All right. Thank you so much for having us live today, Mark. You're very welcome. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you, Rachel. Thanks, Yen. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. WJCU, University Heights. you just love a feel-good song? The kind that makes you want to spread your arms out, throw your head back, and smile all over your 